Yo, what's going on, everyone? I am Tommy, and that is Gary. More tunes for your head top. I know we've been MIA for the last couple of weeks, so it's been pretty busy holiday season for us over here at the 2400 house. Um, yeah, so let's uh, let's get things started. Obviously, we got a lot of cover. Why don't we go with the NFL? Obviously, it's going into week 17 and the playoff race. Why don't we start in the AFC? There's obviously a ton going on there. Uh, going into week 17, the Titans, Dolphins, Ravens. And Colts are all sitting at ten and five. Uh, all but one of these teams are going to make the playoffs. It's it's pretty crazy. Yes, yeah, so let's just go ahead and kind of go through the the five teams and their implications and what they need to happen to make it into the playoffs. Yeah, so right now the Titans are the fourth seed. They're playing at Houston. Uh, if they win, they're in. It's kind of pretty pretty done deal for them. I expect them to win at Houston. You know, I'm not super sold on that game. I don't think it's a guaranteed win for the uh, the Titans at all. Uh, Houston's a very solid team behind Deshaun Watson. Uh, he's gotten kind of screwed over this season as far as scheduling goes. I think this Houston Texans team is actually pretty underrated. Uh, it would definitely be interesting to watch this game this weekend and, and kind of see the outcome. Yeah, I mean, obviously they, they had a very rough beginning of their schedule for Houston. I just see the Titans bouncing back after that dismal performance against Green Bay. So I do see them getting the dub. It would make things a lot more interesting if they don't, especially with the Colts. Uh, also vying for that division uh, leadership. Yeah, I, I definitely think this might come into play. Um, we'll we'll kind of go through a couple of the other teams before I make our, my, either of our predictions. I like it. How about the Dolphins? Uh, obviously, I know two is your guy. They're at the five seed right now. They play at Buffalo. Uh, it's going to be a tough one for them. If they do win, they're in. Or uh, if they have the Browns lose or the Colts lose, they also make the playoffs. Yeah, it's a pretty viable option for the Dolphins. Uh, I don't think they're going to be able to beat Buffalo. So I agree. Definitely banking on a Browns or Colts loss. Uh, not sure either of those are going to happen, but we can kind of go into that when we get to those teams. Yeah, why don't we move in? Sixth seed is the Ravens. They play at Cincy. This is another one I kind of just expect a dub, obviously with no Joe Burrow, uh, since he really doesn't have anything going. Obviously, if they win – they're in or lost by Colts, Browns, or Dolphins. Uh, I, I see them winning, and I definitely see if not, then one of those three teams losing. So I think they're in for sure. Yeah, the Ravens definitely have the uh, the easiest path into the playoffs, and it makes sense. They're a very, very good team. Kind of shocked they're even sitting in this situation. But I definitely think the Ravens are the guaranteed in for these five teams. Yeah, it's just kind of weird with all of since they're all tied how that how they work out the tiebreakers. It's it's quite odd. I definitely agree that they are in the best position. Uh, moving into one of their division rivals, the Browns, seventh seed, playing against the Steelers. Uh, for them, they win and they're in, or if not, they do need the Colts to lose. I think this is going to be a really interesting game, Browns versus Steelers. Obviously, Steelers have been struggling uh, last few weeks. Uh, Browns obviously lost to the Stinking Jets, so it'll be interesting to watch this game. Yeah, I mean, the Steelers definitely look like they're kind of putting it together after a couple bad weeks of football. Uh, I know you're not high on the Browns. I know they've kind of been very hit and miss this season. Uh, but I do expect, as long as the wide receivers are back from the COVID uh, reserve list, I honestly think the Browns have a really good chance at walking away with the win here. Uh, they've been had some really bad luck with weather all season long, and they're still at 10-5. and five. Uh, I think when it, when it matters most, Baker comes out to play. You still have Nick Chubb. You still have Kareem Hunt. I, I think the Browns could easily walk away with a win here. Yeah, I, I definitely think this is going to be a Baker Mayfield game. Uh, you know, you're either going to get excellent Baker and they win, or or you're not going to get excellent Baker and they're going to lose. Um, I know, I know. At the end of this, we're going to talk about our teams, but I, I'm not as high on the Browns as you are, definitely. 
Yeah, so the final team are the Colts. Um, they're the eight seed right now, and they're playing the Jaguars. Obviously, that's a matchup that's very beatable. Easy dub. Uh, yeah, it looks like the Jag- Jags are kind of shutting down. Uh, they did clinch the first pick, so maybe they do come out with a uh, more fiery play style since they already have locked in Trevor Lawrence if he decides to come out. Uh, but, yeah, I, I mean, they need a win and a loss by the Titans to win the division. If the Titans do uh, win, they need to lose a loss from either the Browns, Ravens, or Dolphins. So the Colts have a pretty uh, good chance of getting in as well here. Yeah, obviously it's kind of weird uh, with, with them still being uh, available to win the division. So it's going to be weird that they can either go from winning the division or totally out of the playoffs just based on next week. Uh, it'll be interesting. I definitely do see the Colts beating the Jags. It's just going to be, uh, you know, can the Browns, Ravens, or Dolphins lose? I think one of those do happen. So I do think that the Colts get in but don't win the division. Yeah, shout out to uh, our boy Adam, a big Colts fan. I, I'm definitely rooting for you, dude. I definitely think the Colts do slide in. Uh, I know we kind of just threw a bunch of information at you, so Garrett and I are going to go over who we think are, is uh, actually going to be eliminated. Uh, so, yeah, Garrett, let's go ahead and start with you. Yeah, uh, I, I kind of mentioned it briefly, but I, I Browns, I just uh, unfortunately don't see them making the playoffs. I, I don't see them beating Pittsburgh, and then uh, I see the Colts beating the Jags, and that's the difference between them being out. Yeah, I, you know, I can definitely see it going this way. I definitely think it's between the two teams I had it narrowed down to, and the other team I have it narrowed down to are the Miami Dolphins. Uh, you did mention I'm a big Tua guy. I think Tua is very special. Uh, obviously, he got benched this last week uh, for Ryan Fitzpatrick, and Fitzpatrick came in and got them the dub. It's magic. That was it that was, was Fitz magic. So you know, I'm I think there's a lot of uncertainty there at the QB spot for this final week. Who are they going to go with? Um, I think if they go to it, it really dampens their chances this week. I think the Dolphins have a super special defense, but I really think Tua just needs one more year to kind of put it all together. Uh, and they're playing the Bills. I have the Dolphins losing uh, and, and not making the playoffs. Interesting, interesting. Yeah, it's definitely – I definitely don't expect them to beat Buffalo. It's really just a question of if the Browns are going are to lose or not. I definitely think that's going to decide it. And I kind of like how those were our two who we, who we didn't think going to make because I also agree if it's not the Browns, it's definitely the Dolphins not making it. Uh, I, I would just like to add I would really love to see the Browns in the playoffs. I think the Dolphins have such a bright future with Tua at the helm. Um, Browns also have a lot of talent, but it's been just so long since I've seen this Browns team well. So, I mean, from the start of the season, I know we've been talking about the Browns a lot. I, I would really love to see them in the playoffs. I agree. I agree. It, it would be nice to see, uh, I'm sure, all of Cleveland and, and, and the few Browns fans there are uh, would like to see it as well. Absolutely. So why don't we jump across to the NFC playoff race? Uh, a very interesting one. Why don't we start with the battle of the NFC least? I thought this was a shoe in a few weeks back with Washington and, and some of these other teams that made it quite interesting. Yeah, Antonio Gibson going down for Washington definitely hurt them. I know he did return this week. It was pretty limited, um, and they couldn't get it done against Carolina. Uh, Washington is still in the lead of the division at 6-9. and nine. <laughs> That's funny to hear. <laughs> yeah, 6-9. and nine. Wow. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, it's it's really going to come down to this final week. Yeah, Uh Nice part is, is the, the NFC least, they, they both play against each other. Uh, well, both All four teams play um, in the same division. So uh, Monday night game, Phillies playing against the Redskins. Redskins win, and, and they got the division. Just I just want to clarify, uh, it's actually the Washington football team now. You're right. You're right. It's the Washington football team. What am I thinking? Uh, the Washington football team, I, I see them beating Philly uh, and winning the division for me. Yeah, I know Philly was eliminated with the loss to Dallas this weekend. Uh, I, I think Philadelphia is, you know, going to come in and actually win this game. Um, I don't see Washington taking this home, so it's really going to come down to the Cowboys-Giants game. 
Yeah, that is true. If if Washington does lose, whoever wins between the Cowboys and Giants does slide in and take the division. Uh, I think it's going to be interesting. I think a lot of eyes are going to be on that Monday night game to see what happens. Absolutely. And then the last part, not as crazy in the NFC, but there is a battle for the sixth and seventh seed. Uh, right now, Rams are in the sixth seed. They do play the Cardinals. If they win, it's theirs. Uh, if they lose, they need the Bears to lose. So I think Rams are sitting in a pretty good spot to make the playoffs. Yeah, I would agree. Uh, I mean, it's funny how many games the Cardinals had that are like so you know important. This NFC between the Rams, Cardinals, uh, Seahawks was definitely really interesting to watch this year. And uh, I mean, I definitely think the 49ers are right there as well. Not this season, but they're really talented. So this is a division that, you know, moving forward, we're going to see a lot of wins out of. Yeah, I definitely think this is going to be the toughest division for years moving forward. I would say that and then the AFC North are are probably the two best divisions top to bottom. Yeah, so the Rams are probably definitely in the best position uh, as far as vying for this final playoff spot. Uh, Another team that we need to look at are the Chicago Bears, your Chicago Bears, the Bears. The Bears. Uh, You know, they either Packers or the Cardinals to lose. Ooh, I don't know how I feel about that. Yeah, uh, obviously – Packers put a whooping on the Titans. I definitely see Packers beating the Bears in Chicago. But I, I personally see the the Rams winning, and I think that's what's going to save the Bears and, and allow them to move to the first round of the playoffs. Yeah, so let's just go ahead and kind of hop to the Cardinals on the other side of the Rams. Uh, you know, they're in a win and they're in position. And you put Kyler Murray in that spot, as competitive as he is, you win and you're in. I think, you know, he's going to go in there, win, and they're in. I, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I definitely think uh, they're in the nicest position playing uh, the, the Rams. I think both of these two teams who are matched up are in a great position when you're in. That's that's what you love to hear. You don't got to worry about anything else. Don't got to watch anything else. Uh, being in control of your destiny is obviously great. Uh, I, I would love to see I would love to see the Cardinals win and Kyler Murray make it to the playoffs. I just personally don't see it happening, unfortunately. Yeah, I mean, they've definitely been pretty hit and miss uh, the tail end of the season. I just watching Kyler Murray, Kyler Murray, oh my God, Kyler Murray evolved this season and kind of really come into his own and his competitiveness. I just, I don't see him losing in, in week 17. I like it. We'll definitely have to watch that game. There's going to be a lot of good games we're going to have to watch. We might have to have multiple screens up trying to watch everything. So I'll make our predictions of which teams win the NFC least. Uh, Tom, I- I'm sure, I'm sure you got you got to pick who's it going to be. Yeah, man. <laughs> as weird as this is going to sound, as as big as a Cowboys fan as I am, I think sadly the Cowboys will win the NFC least. You, sadly, yeah, you might be asking why. Sadly, you know, <laughs> we have no chance in the playoffs. Uh, none of these teams do, in my opinion. So I'd rather had just kind of continue to lose and you know get a higher draft pick. Obviously, our record is still not very great, so our draft pick won't be horrible. But I wish we rather just kind of lost out. But I, I do think the Cowboys will win the NFC least. All right. I got I got Redskins. Uh, obviously, they're in the driver's seat of their own destiny. I think they're going to beat the Eagles and win the division. Yeah, you know, I like the take, uh, especially with the Eagles being eliminated. Maybe they are benching some of their guys, especially because of all of COVID and everything like that. So I think it really comes down to that. I think if the Eagles do come out fiery, though, I think they beat the Redskins. We'll have to watch that game as well. Add another one to the list. How about uh, which team from the NFC does not make the playoffs? Oh, man. I'm sorry to say this, especially because I think the Cowboys are going to slip in. But I think your Bears are going to fall out. Uh, I think they will lose to the Packers. And like I mentioned earlier, I think the Cardinals secure the dub and the final playoff spot. It breaks my heart to hear you say that. But uh, I I got the Cardinals – 
Uh, unfortunately, they have been struggling quite a bit at the end of the season. I see the Rams winning at home, uh, and that would end the Cardinals season. So, unfortunately, Kyler Murray and the Cardinals are not advancing, in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, I guess, you know, we'll see Saturday and Sunday uh, kind of who takes it home. Yep. Why don't we why don't we jump up to the top of each of these divisions and who we got as our front runners? Uh, Tom, why don't we start in the NFC? Who, who do you like the most from the NFC? Yeah, so who you picked and, and you know, you'll get to that here in a minute. I definitely think they are the favorite. But, uh, you know, I'm going to go with the Tampa Bay Bucks. Uh, Tom Brady's coming into his own. He's still in the deep ball. Well, I think he's really kind of getting involved with the playbook and, and finally kind of getting a connection. Uh, as you saw, uh, Mike Evans went absolutely berserk on Sunday. Uh, it's Tom Brady. He's he's my favorite coming out of the NFC. I like how you say coming into his own. It's very interesting to hear Tom Brady coming his own at, at the ripe age of 197 in NFL years. Coming into his own as far as the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. <laughs> I, got, I, I know what you meant, but it's just kind of funny because like they're they're where they are, and they really have not been playing that defensively. So I, I do see this team uh, upside, probably the highest with just all the weapons they have on the offense. But I'm going to go, I hate saying this as a Bears fan, but after the Packers whooped up on the Titans, I have to go with the Packers. Uh, if they would have lost this game, I think it would have been a lot more interesting to look at maybe the Saints or, or maybe the Seahawks. But I just think with the with the way the Packers performed uh, against the Titans, I got to go with them out of the NFC. Yeah, I, I mean, you can't vote against Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams. They're very exciting to watch, very talented. I think they had a really big advantage in the Sunday's game uh, with the weather. Uh Tennessee. I mean, they threw the ball all over the place. You I know. Expect, but you expect the running team to win in the snow, and Aaron Rodgers said, "No." Nah, well, he beer. he's he's accustomed <laughs> to that Lambo Lambo Field weather. So, I mean, Aaron Rodgers is extremely talented. Devontae Adams, you know, they they're a great team. I just I think Tom Brady and, and the Bucks, especially with the Super Bowl being in Tampa Bay, you know, I think that, that would be interesting to see. I, I think that I got the Bucks as a, the, my favorite out of the NFC. I like it. I like it. Why don't we jump over to the AFC? Who do you got winning the AFC, or at least your front runner? Again, saw your pick. Uh, definitely probably the clear favorite. I'm going to go with my team, though. I'm going to go with the Buffalo Bills behind Josh Allen. I think that they're a very great team, very balanced, uh, extremely talented. I think Josh Allen has really, you know, shined this season. Um, I, he could have even been in the MVP talks, to be honest. But I, I got the Bills. That's my favorite out of the AFC. Yeah, unfortunately, I did get the uh, first pick of choices. <laughs> and, and what do you know? I picked the Chiefs. I know I picked the number one from the NFC, number one from the AFC. But uh, I think MVP with Mahomes, uh, clearly, I, I think the most consistent offense, you could argue that the Bucks have maybe a little bit higher upside than they're uh, all on, on their best game. But uh, I, I like the Chiefs out of the AFC. I think it's I think it's pretty easy for me. Yeah, I mean, he, same with Aaron Rodgers. It's hard to it's hard to go against Patrick Mahomes. He's the most talented arm in football, probably the most talented player in the NFL. Um, yeah, I, I just you know didn't want to hop on the bandwagon or, or kind of roll with you. So I'm going to go with the Buffalo. Bills. No, I feel, and I mean, I do like the Bills defense. So it, it could pose some interesting uh, dynamic, especially in the playoffs. Defenses really matter more. You're not going to be able to score as many points as you can, uh, like in regular season games. So I, I don't think it's a bad pick with the Bills, since since I stole the Chiefs from you. Yeah. So as the NFL regular season is winding down, the regular season for another sport is here, and, and the NBA is back let's go and you know it's been super exciting to kind of watch all these games obviously christmas day was you know full of doozies oh boy a lot of blowouts and, and i honestly think a part of that goes to the no fans uh it's really hard hard for these home teams to kind of you know get their momentum back and push back from these leads that they're uh they're falling into yeah i also think maybe 
you know, not not as long of a, a preseason kind of warm up for these guys. And then some of these teams never really had an off season at all. Uh, obviously, when you add new pieces to the puzzle, it takes a little while to get things together. I, I'm not surprised by some of these these crazy blowout games. I definitely think things are going to get cleaned up as the season moves along for, for everyone. Yeah, so kind of just the start of the season, the biggest headline for me to start the season has got to be Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving, man. They are on a tear. Wow. Yeah, um, it's it's been crazy. You know, obviously, with Kevin Durant and his injury uncertainties, we weren't really sure what we were going to get. And uh, he didn't take long to prove that that he is he is the same old Kevin Durant that he was before the injury. Not maybe better. I mean, his scoring is insane. You know, you you don't get to see that for a little bit. You kind of forget. And then you know he he's right here proving to you that he's you know right there with the best of them all time as far as scoring goes. Uh, Kyrie Irving as well. You know, he's been out a lot of uh, injuries last three forty years. Um, obviously, it's early. So you hope for health for both these guys. But Kyrie came out. He's averaging 29.3 and six assists through the first three games. He's unstoppable. Whenever you need a bucket, it's Kyrie Irving time. And the craziest thing is then you got a guy like, you know, KD. Uh, You know, I don't care if these guys are down 30. If you got Kyrie, you got Durant, you're still in the game. Yeah, no doubt. I I think they're the best one-two punch uh, in the East. And and maybe the whole NBA, obviously, you got to worry about LeBron and Anthony Davis. Uh, these two guys are electric, and they really pair very well together, and I like it. I don't think this team's ever out of any game that they're in. Yeah, it's definitely going to be exciting to watch them for the remainder of the season. Uh, another two guys I'd like to talk about are Colin Sexton and Darius Garland leading the Cavs to an early 3-0 start. Yeah, it's nice to nice to see the Cavs you know, standing, finally starting to get some momentum back, obviously, when they lost LeBron. It was uh, it's pretty dismal, pretty hard to see, but it's nice to see these two young guys paired together and really starting to perform well. Sexton is averaging 27 points per game. Garland with 19 and 8 assists. Uh, I was a little uncertain how these two guys would pair well, and it seems that they are doing an excellent job together and really feeding off each other. Yeah, I know it's super early in the season, and, and you know, this Cleveland team can absolutely crumble and fall apart. But so far, this is looking very nice for the Cleveland Cavaliers. Uh, like Garrett alluded to, Sexton 27, Garland 9 and 8. Two point guards uh, playing together, and it looks like Sexton's kind of taking a back seat as far as point guard goes, and he's really becoming a great scorer for Cleveland. Bucket getter. Absolutely, and another guy, uh, Andre Drummond, averaging 20 points per game and 15 rebounds thus far, obviously with Kevin Love playing very limited thus far, so it's giving Drummond kind of the paint uh, for himself. And the rookie, Isaac Okoro, he's looking really solid on the defensive end. Uh, he was scoring pretty well in the preseason. Uh, thus far in the three games, he hasn't scored great. But his defense and, and his ability to make plays is, you know, unmatched. So this uh, Cavs team is definitely something to keep an eye on moving forward. Yeah, obviously uh, Sexton, Garland, and, and Drummond are taking up a lot of the points. So I'm not terribly surprised Okoro is not, not scoring as much as he was in the preseason with these guys going off once the season has started. Uh, but I, I like what these guys have going on, and, and I'm really looking forward to see what the Cavs can do moving on. Absolutely. So I move on to maybe a little bit of surprising start with the Bucks, one and two to the first three games with losses to both the Celtics, maybe not surprising, and to the Knicks. That one was a, was a very interesting game to see them lose. Yeah, Bucks losing to the Knicks last night by double digits, uh, definitely kind of shocking. Are there any concerns for the Bucks moving forward? I mean, it, it's it's hard to 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 say three games in. You know, I want to see a little bit more. Obviously, they were they were pretty deep into the playoffs, so maybe they're just a little sluggish. They know, hey, it's early into the season, but it, it's not looking great. Um, obviously, Giannis was talking about his extension. Did he end up signing extension, or is he it did. just okay? So they know they got Giannis for for some time. 
but you know, this is definitely not the start they wanted and not the losses that they wanted to have for sure. Yeah. Like you alluded to, it is extremely early in the season. So I don't think there's any major concerns, but when you add a guy like Drew holiday, I expect them to come out just, you know, playing phenomenal basketball. Maybe it's just going to take them some time to kind of synchronize and come together. But Giannis is off to a semi-slow start by his standards, only averaging about 25 points per game. You expect a little bit more from the two-time MVP. Uh, I'm not too worried about the Bucks, though. I mean, the season's long. I definitely think they come into their own, and then I think they, you know, maybe win 48, 52, some some amount of games like that. Yeah, I see them being a little bit on cruise control uh, early on and, and knowing that as the season goes on and what their goals and aspirations are, that once it gets a little bit closer to the playoffs, halfway point of the season, they'll start really turning on the gas and, and be ready when, when crunch time comes. Yeah, just one thing to add to that is, is, you know, with this COVID season, I don't think you really have time for that. You never know when you might lose a star player to COVID or an injury because of it. So I think these teams all need to be on the gas pedal from the start. Uh, you got to win these games because I think they're going to prove to be important down the stretch. Yeah, I mean that is a, that is an interesting take. And obviously with the Bucks, I don't think they have any worry about you know making the playoffs. But I, I can see this slow start stopping them from being a, a one, two, or three seed. It might push them back to the four or five, which would make the later end of the playoffs quite interesting, especially with hopefully getting fans back maybe at the end of the season playoff time. Uh, I, I agree that take is something I hadn't thought of before, and I definitely agree that maybe uh, maybe they can't coast. Then these teams can really afford it going on into the later half of the season. Why don't we jump to Tom's team? This is Tom's time. We're going to allow you to talk about your Sacramento Kings. Off to a good start. We're, give me give me your report. Yeah, Kings off to a 2-1 start, hoping 3-0. Was happy with 2-0. and 2-1 is great. Uh, Tierra Fox, you know, averaging 19 and six through three. I think I'm expecting a little bit more from him this season. I think this nine and six start is, you know, nothing uh, or 19 and six uh, starts, nothing to be crazy happy about. I'm expecting more of a 25 and eight from him this season, uh, hopefully an all-star appearance. But I really think this season is going to come down to Bagley. I, I think it's Marvin Bagley's year to shine. Uh, obviously, Luke hasn't been playing him extended minutes. I think he's averaging about 24 or 25 minutes thus far into the season. But the season's young, and I think if Marvin can prove to stay healthy in this limited time, uh, his minutes will grow in Soho's stats and Soho's impact to the Kings. Um, another guy I want to talk about is Tyrese Halberton. The three games he has played phenomenal on the defensive end, uh, creating shots for his teammates and even knocking down the three ball. Uh, I'm super excited to see Tyrese and his growth moving forward. Yeah, well, I want to I want to jump back one point to Bagley. How how much longer do you have to say, hey, you know, this is you want to see him shine before you say, hey, this is just what he is. This is what he's going to provide. How long do we have? For so Bagley? here's the thing, you know, when Bagley's healthy, he he's an easy 2012 guy, and that was just at its worst. That was you know that was before he was really developing. So if he's healthy he can be a 26 and 12 like he can be an absolute bucket machine so it's so weird to talk about because we haven't seen enough of him for me to be like oh this can't be his year oh this can't be his year because i think his year is whenever he's able to get healthy i'll, I'll give him this year and next year um before i you know i'm like okay he just can't stay healthy but you know if bagley is healthy i think there's no doubt no argument that he's a very very special talent in this league yeah, I definitely look forward to seeing him get some more minutes and seeing what he can do and hopefully seeing health throughout the season because I definitely agree that he's a big piece to the Kings being successful. And just another thought on Tyrese Halliburton. I know a lot of people were worried about his jump shot and his ability to get it off from three. Obviously, it's a little funky looking. Uh, and he's putting the critics to rest, man. He's getting that shot off whenever he needs to. 
Um, and he's hitting it at a pretty high clip thus far. Last night, he played phenomenal basketball. Uh, I'm really excited, and I understand why all these GMs voted him, you know, steal of the draft, because falling all the way down to 12th to us, he's, he's, you know, he's a pretty special talent, and I'm, I'm very happy that we were able to acquire him with 12th. Yeah, speaking of guys who can shoot the ball, what's your thoughts on Buddy? Yeah, I mean, you know I love Buddy. There's a lot of Buddy haters uh, in the Kings fan base uh, put on by Grant Napier. Fuck Grant Napier. Um, I love Buddy Heald. I think Luke's kind of transitioning the offense back to suit him a little bit better, so we're getting some good looks from Buddy. He's not having to force shots off the dribble, which I love to see. I think uh, HB, Harrison Barnes, and Buddy are really, really important for the Kings as long as they can stay consistent and keep shooting the ball well and creating baskets for themselves and the other teammates. Uh, it could prove key to uh, the Kings moving forward with the winning season. I like it. I like it a lot. What are uh, Who are some other teams that we think everyone should keep an eye on the season? Obviously, I know we're going to talk a lot about the Kings, who, who people probably don't hear too much about. But what are some other people you want uh, teams to know about? Yeah, for me, my number one team I'd like to kind of take a look at and keep an eye on are the Atlanta Hawks. They have so much young talent, man. And they acquired new vets, Bogdan Bogdanovich, former King, and uh, Danilo Gallinari. They have so much young talent, man. I, I think this is the year they make the leap. I think they're a top four team in the East. Top and, four. Yeah, and I think Trey Young. Take. I think Trey Young is probably one of these most special talents in this entire league. And I think this year everyone's gonna agree. He's off to a hot start in his first two games, averaging 36 and a half points per game, nine assists. This dude's an absolute baller. Um, I know a lot of people say Steph changed the game and paved and paved the way for a guy like Trey Young, but Trey Hung might prove to uh, pave the way for some of these new guys because I think he might be a crazier talent than Steph Curry. Wow. Talk about a hot take. Obviously, uh, Curry's had the luxury of having some great teams built around him. Uh, you know, maybe maybe that can be, you know, the Warrior 2.0. It'll be this Atlanta Hawks team. I, I definitely agree. Trey Young, tremendous talent. And I, I agree this is going to be a big step forward for him uh, individually and, and the Hawks in general. Yeah, so my number two team to keep an eye on are the Minnesota Timberwolves. Obviously, it came out that Cat is dealing with a wrist injury, so that might put a damper on them. But I'm really excited to kind of see this Carl Anthony Towns and D'Lo combo. Um, obviously, they're best friends. They've been looking to play together for their entire careers thus far, and they finally got together. And I think they'll be a scary duo, man. D'Lo's quite the scorer. Cat's obviously one of the biggest, their best big men in the game. And then you add young talents like Anthony Edwards, first overall pick, and Jarrett Culver, Jaden McDaniels. I think this Timberwolves team could be very scary if they stay healthy. Uh, obviously, Anthony Edwards has looked pretty good thus far. Uh, he's maybe not shooting the, the, the basketball at the best percentage, but his ability to you know get a bucket and, and create his own shot is, is you know pretty unmatched. Yeah, I definitely like this team moving forward. I kind of see them as like an Atlanta Hawks from a couple of years ago where they have some good guys around them, but I just think the division that they're in, the West is just too strong for the Timberwolves to be making the playoffs, but I think this is a team that not enough people are going to pay attention to just based on where they are in the standings, and people really should look out for the Timberwolves. Yeah, so my final team I want to take a look at and have everybody keep their eyes on are Celtics. Obviously, that's a shoe, and they've been extremely good for, you know, who knows how long. Uh, but for me, the biggest concern and biggest thought, well, how great can Jason Tatum uh, be this season? What's the leap going to be for him this year? A lot of people think he's going to leap into the top five players this season. I don't know if he's ready for that big of a leap with the talent we still have in the league. But, man, this dude's got some Kobe vibes. Uh, I, you know, He's slowly becoming one of those guys where you just can't take your eyes off of him when he's on the court. And then you got a pairing mate with Jalen Brown, probably one of the most underrated guys in the NBA. I agree. Also a complete bucket getter. Uh, I think the Celtics team, 
once Kemba Walker gets back is, you know, they're just getting more and more mature and growing together. I think the more they kind of play together, the better they're going to get. Yeah, obviously, I know you mentioned Tatum and some Kobe vibes. Obviously, that was a guy he took a lot of his game from. Uh, I, I do agree. I don't see him being a top five just yet. I still think there's too many older guys who who are up there. But I see Tatum, you know, three, four years down the line can push for that top five spot. I really like it. We want to talk about older guys. I mean, where you got Luke at? 21 years old. I think he's already arguably a top four player, maybe top five. Yeah, uh, I, it'll be it'll be interesting, man. I still think he does have some room to grow. It's just how much growth does he have left? Uh, it, you know, jokingly, it's Jason Tatum's third year as being a 19-year-old guy. Everyone loves to talk about how young Jason Tatum is, but Luca's another really young guy who, who's proven to be a top athlete in the NBA. Okay, so let's hop, hop over to your teams that you want to keep an eye on this season. Yeah, one that's kind of interesting as much on the court as it is off the court is the Houston Rockets. Um, obviously, you know, everyone kind of knows about Harden, him wanting out of there. Um, you know, but but when he comes to show up, man balls out. Dropped 40-plus with, I think it was 17 assists in his first game back. Absolutely insane. You kind of never know what you're going to get from this team uh, as far as what they're going to do moving forward with Harden. Yeah, the Rockets would be stupid to change their – oh, my God. The Rockets would be stupid to trade James Harden unless they are getting a for sure superstar in return because this dude is insane with the basketball. Like you said, 44 points, 17 or 18 assists. And, and I mean, it was in, an, it was in a loss, uh, so that definitely hurts them. But this dude is an absolute bucket getter. You can't get rid of him for, you know, a Karis LeVert and a draft pick. You need a certified superstar in return if you really need to move him. Yeah, I mean, speaking of trades, I know we were watching the the Nets game, and we were like, hey, you know, looking at some of the talent the Nets have, maybe maybe the Rocks can get something good for them. Uh, so I think it'll be interesting to see. I know they've kind of expanded upon – or Harden's expanded upon teams who'd be willing to get traded to. Uh, I hope the Rockets don't trade them, but, um, you know, Harden's, I think, going to make it as difficult as possible on them. Yeah, and just to add on to the Brooklyn's assets to trade, Spencer did what he did uh, suffer a partially torn ACL last night. So that kind of takes away a prospect to be traded. Obviously, I'm a pretty big Spencer Dinwiddie fan. I think he's a pretty good talent. So I, I hope he recovers quickly. Uh, luckily, it was a contact-created ACL injury, so it's not a full tear and there's no structural damage. That is definitely good to hear. Wish uh, Dinwiddie a speedy recovery. My second team to look at is the Phoenix Suns. Obviously, we're really high on them with the bubble ending last year. They were 8-0, and then they added CP3. I'm really interested to see if CP3 can do in Phoenix what he was able to do in Oklahoma City and push the Suns into the playoffs this season. Yeah, I mean, speaking on the Suns, Devin Booker has came out just shooting the rock, looking just as great as he was in the bubble and even before the bubble. I think you're right. CP3 is going to be the kind of – you know, tell all for the Suns team if they're able to push forward. Obviously, he hasn't had an insane, insanely big impact thus far. I think he's more of a – he's not going to come out and get you 20 and 10 anymore. He's really just going to guide this team in the right direction while making great plays on the court. Uh, I was pretty high on on this, you know, acquisition. Um, I guess we'll see. I think this West is pretty scary, and I could definitely see the Suns falling out depending on who else steps up this season. Yeah, it's definitely going to be very interesting to watch. I think the probably 6th through 11th seed in the West is going to be really, really competitive. Uh, and, and, you know, I could see the Suns being a 6th seed, and I could see them falling all the way down to 11. 
uh, in that range just on how competitive this division is. But I'm really looking forward to uh, watching the Suns can do. And there is a play-in tournament this season. I believe it involves all the way to the 10th seed. So you're really just vying to get uh, into the top 10 and, you know, have a chance moving into the postseason. Yeah, I totally forgot uh, about them doing that this season. It definitely makes it a little bit easier for the Suns making the playoffs, and we'll have to see what they can do. My uh, third and final team is the Warriors, just solely based on, you know, they got no clay. They added Oubre, who's been struggling quite a bit. I'm kind of interested, are the Warriors going to kind of tank again this year, or, or are they going to try and make uh, into the play-in series? What are your thoughts on what the Warriors can do? I don't, think, do? I don't think any team with Steph Curry is going to tank. Obviously, last year Steph was injured a lot of the season. Um, how significant the entry was, I guess we'll never know. Um, I think Ubre's struggling heavily to start the season. Uh, Wiggins obviously hasn't been off the best start. I think this Warriors team is still very talented. I don't see them tanking. Obviously, James Wiseman is, is balling out thus far. He is. I, it really sucks to see Clay go down in the preseason or before the season started. I feel like we're really missing out on some very special basketball uh, between the Splash Bros not being able to be together these last couple seasons. Uh, it's definitely a treat to watch. So we're definitely missing out as NBA fans. Yeah, I agree. Uh, I, I do like the play of Wiseman. Um, yeah, I'm just kind of interested in see what they're going to do moving forward. Obviously, Draymond's been out uh, right now. He'll be back soon. Uh, but I, I'm, I really am interested in see what the Warriors are going to do moving forward in their plan for the future. Yeah, with Draymond back, I mean, you do have a lineup. Steph, Oubre, Wiggins, Draymond, Wiseman. That's a great team. So I don't I don't see them tanking at all this season unless obviously there's a big injury. Let's hope there's not. But I, I see this Warriors team definitely, you know, uh, playing for a playoff spot. I like it. So uh, if you guys made it this far, we appreciate you guys. Uh, just some life life updates from Garrett. Yeah. So uh, anyone who doesn't know, uh, we got we got some guys coming out. We're gonna have uh, a, a full house this next week coming up. So I'm really excited for that. What about you, Tom? I know we got some some plans going on as far as the podcast potentially. Yeah. Um, next week we will be recording our first ever and maybe our only. We'll see how it goes. <laughs> drunk podcast with all of our house guests. Uh, we're having a couple people fly in. Don't worry, we're taking the, the safety precautions necessary. Oh, of course, of um, course. We're definitely looking forward to having everyone in the house. I think we're going to shoot for the first night, Monday night. We're all going to sit around the table, have a couple mics out, have a couple drinks open, and really just talk. So if there's anything you guys want kind of talked about, it doesn't have to be sports-related. It, it probably be, won't be much sports-related. We'll, 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 we'll aim for some sports <laughs> topics. But if there's anything you guys want us to talk about or any questions for any of us, you know, Feel free to DM us at First Team All Podcast on IG. We'll get to every question asked. So thank you guys so much for joining us. And as always, one love. Peace.